You are listening to Something Rather Than Nothing. Creator and host, Ken Vellante. Editor and producer, Peter Bauer. It's like, how do you even keep track of what the hell are you talking about? Is it the Red Sox or is it, you know... <laughs> we that, that's the same thing with our family. If you don't if you don't get a word and you're not speaking. It's just the yeah. Only, the only difference, Ken, it's the Yankees rather than the Sox. Oh, you you know. Know. <laughs> you're that That's right, Joe. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I was gonna ask about your wait a second before we get into the uh Connecticut. So you're you're over more towards the west, is that right? <laughs> no, we're more east. Yeah. Yeah. Red Sox yeah. on now. Um, well, I get the Red Sox on now. They suckered me into the MLB TV, so <laughs> I, I have that on. It's a Well, that's a whole other thing. Hey, yeah. All right. This is Ken Vellante with Something Rather Than Nothing. And uh, got a special uh, episode uh, here this, this episode uh, with Hawkins Band. And... Uh, just just a, a great combination uh three brothers in the in in the band uh joe josh and and rick and the lead singer goes by hawk uh, you'll be able to learn uh you know learn about them in in their interests uh but first of all i just i just really wanted to welcome uh each each one of you uh to the first you know full band uh something rather than nothing podcast uh thank thanks for thanks for hopping on guys Thanks for having us. It's yeah, our thanks, pleasure. Thanks a lot, Ken. We appreciate this, man. Definitely Ab- a pleasure. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Hey, um, uh, big big question. We start off try to find out, you know, what 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 you were like when you're younger, whether you're artists playing instruments, whatever. So, what were you like as young humans? And let's start with uh, let's start with Hawk. Uh, I was I was pretty wild as a kid growing up. I wasn't really I wasn't really into music. I like I loved listening to music, but I had no uh, I had no idea what I really wanted to do. I was uh, always on a skateboard and always playing basketball and just getting trouble in school all the time. And yeah, that's that's pretty much it in a nutshell. <laughs> it's a it's a good musician good musician uh, story, right? <laughs> Background. <laughs> yeah. How about how about uh, how about how about you, Joe? Um. Yeah. For me. Um. I mean. I grew up just like, you know, like kind of like Hawk, you know, we were pretty wild kids, all of us. And, um, you know, music for me at a young age when I was just eight years old, you know, kind of really attached itself to me. You know, I I began playing guitar at eight and, you know, it was like it almost gave me meaning. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? It was like one of those things where like it was like, where has this been all my life? You know what I mean? It just made sense when I picked up a guitar you know, even that early on in life, you know, it started to kind of, you know, just kind of resonate with me. And, you know, it, it was it was like a lot of chaos, you know, chaos and stuff when we were kids, you know, being brothers, you know, growing up and stuff like that. But music kind of brought us together, you know. Yeah, abs- abs- absolutely. And that, that I, I love that. I love that connection, being a huge fan of, of, of music and particularly with the band dynamic uh, going on to Rick. uh what were you like as uh, when when you were younger? Uh, uh, interesting question, Ken. So, um, man, when I was younger, um, I was kind of pretty much the same way I am now. In in the sense that, 
like, you know, East Coast people, you know, we kind of talk very fast. So even as a very young kid, you know, we were talking about this earlier. I, I used to be talking very, very fast. And even though I was like eight years old in school, I would talk to the adults and I would, you know, like they would all kind of like uh, come talk to me and hang out. So I, I had this kind of like this thing of like um, a curiosity, you know, of like of like what, you know, of like maybe there's something else that, that I'm maybe like maybe meant to do because I'm not fitting in with with other people. And I think when when I first saw a piano, I had a really, really interesting experience. I, I saw it and, um, you know, usually it was a little bit different when I when I went to play it. I didn't just play it and like hit the note. I played it and I closed my eyes and I and I felt something like when I first when I first played it. And I think that's like the the equivalent of me saying like that's when I had like my first high so to speak. Yeah. Because there's there's something transformative and emotive that that happens when we play instruments. Um I think you know like Joe mentioned just like us four as brothers we were all like very 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 crazy people. Um, a, a lot of a lot of like we've done a lot of like crazy things so we were all kind of like very energetic but I think like Joe said it was really the music that allowed us to harness that energy and put it towards something progressive yeah I I, 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 I like that and the connection that I can already hear in you describing some of those early experiences just to kind of like that deep uh, deep connection to you know, whether it's the instrument and, you know, a big thing I heard you say as far as meaning, you know, meaning, right? Like, you know, where do I put this energy? Where do I put this thing? You know, a uh, lot of energy. And uh, what about what about you, Josh? Uh, hey, Ken. So, yeah. So for me, uh, you know, music, st like starting off young, uh, I started music at 10 years old. I got I actually got a guitar. Uh, I was the first guitarist uh, in the family. It was a Candy Apple Red Squire. I got it on my 10th birthday. And uh, Joe actually had a drum kit. So I'm the drummer of the band. And Joe was, like, playing the drums. He wasn't, you know, he didn't, like, he had a little bit of rhythm. He wasn't really, like, actually making, a, like, a beat or something. But there was something there. You could tell he's a natural musician. But, like, me, like, I was playing the guitar. And, like, nothing's coming out. It was, like, it was, like, freaking noise. And then one day, Joe decided to, like, grab my guitar and start playing it. And then, like, music actually started coming out of it. So, like, I was like, well, <laughs> if you're going to play my guitar, I'm playing your drums. So then I started playing the drum set, and it's it just never changed since then. <laughs> yeah. But, I, uh, but, like, uh, overall, uh, you know, music just a great experience. It It's what basically bonded my brothers and I together. And... It's something that we once, you know, like, you know, brothers, they argue and stuff. We do, too. But we always fall back to the original connection that we all have with each other, which is music. Yeah, I I, I appreciate I appreciate your answer. Um, hey, Joe, do you want to jump jump uh, jump back in about, you know, your connection, uh, you know, to the guitar? I mean, uh, you, you know, all of you are very talented. You can hear it on the just the tight sound. Of the, of the band um a lot of the energy that you talk about is certainly right there uh specifically though joe what 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 about the guitar what did that do for you and why you know why do you feel when when you know when you started to get into it that that everybody else was starting to hear things from you from your guitar um well you know i like again like i said you know i started guitar very very early on and you know as a as a, a kid it's like I don't know. Like, I feel like if I was to start guitar like yesterday, I would have an entirely different understanding 
than I did when I was eight years old. You know, I feel like since I was eight, it wasn't like, you know, me thinking, you know, picking up this instrument. Well, I got to be good. I got to be this. I got to be that. I kind of just picked it up and was able to look at it in this majestic way. You know what I mean? It was like this magical experience. And it was like it had this like purity to it and this like rawness. You know, I didn't think too much. I just picked it up and there was no second guessing. It was like, I'm going to try and, you know, do something with this. You know, you, give, you know give me this guitar and I'm going to try and make something out of it. And I feel like it was it was probably just being so young and, you know, being able to see it as it, what, it, you know, what it was rather than, you know, if I was to, like I said, if I was to pick it up yesterday, maybe I would have think, well, I want to, I want to do this with it. I want to do, there was no expectations and there was no high bar. So it was like the perfect time for me to learn, you know? Yeah, that's, it's, it, it seems like that uh, just a strong natural, um, uh, connection. And uh, I know when I, chatted with you about that before i mean it's just readily apparent and it's it's interesting to see the dynamic amongst you and the band members just kind of like kind of like gravitating towards like the instrument or the role um that 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 fits naturally um yeah and 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 hawk as, as far as you know the, let's talk you know let's stick a little bit on the band formation i mean how did uh I mean, how'd you how'd you how'd you run into the 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 brothers? I mean, were they playing on the street and you happened upon them, or what was? No, that? I mean, kind of. So it was like uh, I started playing guitar when I was like 17, 16, 17, and I started writing some songs and stuff. And then I wanted to really pick it up about uh about a year a year and a half ago. So I got I got a little late start. I like these guys, but I went to a, a studio called RVP Studios. It doesn't exist anymore, but I went there for some singing lessons. And I was uh, singing Can't You See by the Marshall Tucker Band. And Ricky heard me singing. And he waited outside. And he, when I come outside, he's like, hey, man, you have an awesome voice. Like, do you want to, like, chat for a little bit? And we talked. And uh, they invited me to do a show with them. And we did a show. And then we did another show. And it went really well. And we decided to make it official. Yeah, fan fantastic. You know, great song, too, that <laughs> you were singing. Uh, uh great great soul and blues in 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 that song i'm glad you were i'm glad you're able to to meet up uh to meet up with them we have this uh opportunity here um uh, ricky i wanted to chat with you about um uh, i know you've uh dealt with um some some health issues and that has all you know obviously impacted you know you personally in your life uh but also um the band did did you want to chat a little bit about what that's what that's been like and you know what the experience has been like for you yeah sure i mean it's uh it's awfully a very it's you know it's a very heavy topic to get into because of because of what it was but before i do get into that if i may can um you know can i elaborate on my side of uh, of the story with absolutely with hawk um, you know, it, it's because it's because it's kind of like more crazier on my, on my side. You know, one day I was walking in the hallway at, at RVP studio and it was really early. It was like it was February 2nd. Right. And I was it was one of those days where it's like really cold. And over time, when you work in a studio and when you're around musicians, you sort of get used to just hearing music in the background and it becomes sort of like just um, uncomfortable ambience, you know, and, and the, you know, it just it's just sort of there, like like when you're at Guitar Center. Sure. But. And I'm passing through the hallway and 
something happened that really took me by surprise. For the first time in a long time, I couldn't tell if I was hearing the radio or someone's voice. And that really, really, that really tricked me. I was like, you know, that I'm not used to hearing this. So I, I kept trying to peek out in the door and see if it was someone just playing the radio loudly. But what I heard was when I heard Hawk sing, I didn't, he broke out of that ambience because even like he was playing with such raw emotion. And I think that just trying to be like aware of stuff, just trying to be present, that it happened to just hit me. I wasn't even aware of it. The just, the, just him, just rawly emoting, in the, like outside of the, you know, inside of the room, just hit, just hit me. And I, I was like, all right, I'm determined to whoever this is. I, I had to, I had to meet them, um, and and it was like that. So, so it, it really, really stood out to me. So, having said that, to get into your question, that was really nice, um, Rick. Thank you. Oh, oh, of course, of course. <laughs> um, and we did make it official. We put a ring on it. <laughs> immediately um all right and not to not to, not to carry but uh yeah so i uh around when i around the age of 16 i was uh i didn't know it but i was you know going through the, the symptoms of a muscle disease and uh gradually my body started to degrade my muscles started to all uh, decrease in strength and there's muscles in odd parts of your, odd parts of your body that you would never really think of like your eyes your voice your diaphragm so everything for me just really evaporate evaporated and not before too long i became bedridden um and but in that time though you know i'm still i'm still praying i'm still trusting in god and i, I determined that i would walk a mile a day even though i was bedridden and they told me later on that that was actually something that um, kind of like in a way save my mobility. So yeah, just to summarize that, uh, you know, I did have to go through the whole routine of them telling me like, Rick, we don't even know if we can even diagnose you because of how rare the disease you have is. It's a very, very real, rare illness. So after a lot of tests and all that, they basically diagnosed me and I had to learn how to walk, talk, uh, drink, eat, speak again. Um, everything. I, they told me that I would probably drive with a remote, like one of those cars that have the brake and the gas at the, um, right where the steering wheel is, because of how handicapped they predicted I would be. But little did they know, like at least four or five years after that, I was in California skydiving, <laughs> you, you know, you know, so I, I, that's kind of my, my mindset. And I want people, I think people can really benefit from hearing this is that I don't believe in limitations. I, I did not receive any of their their limiting sort of beliefs on what I could do. I knew that I was going to get better if that if that you know just to, I think we'll I'll stop I'll stop there. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just it's 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 incredible to hear and to have you, you know, deal with that adversity and jumping out of plane a bit after and uh, you know I mean I'm sure it's 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 a fantastic story and and and. You know, I think there's something I can connect to in what you're saying is I think you find it, whether it's in art or, you know, in life, in the experience that you've had, where there's always going to be a lot of people saying that, you know, you can't do something right. I mean, you're, you guys are in a rock band, right? So, <laughs> right. Like, you know, but it, so it takes a certain it takes a certain kind of attitude or response, I think, in order to, you know to get up and beyond that. So thanks for sharing that, Ricky. I, I, I really appreciate it. And, um, 
yeah, um, it, it it makes it it makes you know the the your story and the band story and the music uh, even even better. Um, I, I wanted to see um, if you could uh, Hawk, if you could just do a little bit of a lead in on um, uh, the single uh, "Lights Off," which which will play in just a tiny bit. Um, you just do a little little. Uh, uh, yeah, a little, little background on the song and you know what, what what's going on with him when it was released that type of thing yeah so um uh when did we release it guys it was uh, like six days ago seven days ago yeah july 31st the 31st yep all right so um uh hey we're hawkins this is our first single called lights off we released it july 31st uh it already has uh twelve thousand streams on spotify so please go check it out it's uh we uh, Joe Joe came up with an awesome riff for it. Ricky came up with a cool melody. I'll put in the same amount of work for it. And essentially, it's just about like what it's like being 23 and having one night stands. You know, trying to find love. <laughs> That's rock and roll. You're rating rock and roll here, so right. Yeah. So <laughs> let me uh, let's go to the track right now and listen to it. All right, sounds good. You only come around at
that's a banger. That is. That is. What the heck? Uh, anybody jump in? What's it like to? Uh, what's it like to release a single like that? It's a great tune. Oh it's man, it, it's exciting. exciting. And yeah. Very exciting, yeah. Especially with the positive feedback we've been getting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, eleven thousand views or twelve thousand Spotify streams in seven days is crazy for a band's first song, in my opinion. I think yeah. that's yeah. It's 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 great to hear, and I certainly hope it continues. My um, my I sent the the track to my daughter. My daughter is uh, she's uh, nineteen. She's uh, goes to school at the University of Oregon. And uh, she sports my podcast, but uh, when it comes to music, it doesn't always align <laughs> with, with her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but you you guys, well, you're East Coast. You guys, you definitely. Uh, you guys. <laughs> you definitely uh, align with it. She she really enjoyed the song, and um, uh, so yeah, thank you, thank you so much. Um, and uh, again, great. I hope a lot of great great uh success uh with that um i wanted to jump to you know as you know with the podcast is you know uh so a, a couple questions kind of like conceptual and the ideas around you as creators and uh, one of those questions i wanted to start with uh, rick is um do you have a theory of art or can you answer what is art <clears throat> Yeah, uh, I definitely agree with what Bob Dylan said. You know, he said the highest aspiration of art is that it inspires and that it moves. And I, I think that, you know, there's a book that I've been reading called the, uh, I believe it's called the, uh, the, the War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. And he talks a lot about this process. And for me, just like coming in creatively, it's like, um, you know, the, the music, the artist sort of has the canvas, the, the writer has a blank piece of paper, the musician has silence. So I believe that even the, like he, like this is like my my sort of philosophy behind it. Um, when you all take it down to the very bare essentials, you have electricity. Electricity is coming into the amplifier. The amplifier is coming into a guitar and a bass. The bass is plugged into a person. The person is plugged into the soul. The soul is plugged into God. Right. So there's something more that's going on, and I think that I see that in Joey's guitar playing. I think being a prodigy that he is you just see that there's something uh, as a musician and someone that can understand the language you can just see that he's speaking a language that's higher than the regular person so i i think that something magical is really going on when people play music when when there's something really going on it's you're grabbing this stuff that's coming out of nothing you know you're it's like ex nihilo in in, in latin out of nothing it, it's just coming out of nothing directly towards you into you and it's coming out of an instrument. And I, th I think that that whole process is, is, is very crazy and mysterious. And the, and the and, and thing is that we, we as a band have tried to harness that to try to tap into something to where we're able to produce amazing music consistently. And that's only through time. Dang, that's a hell of an explanation. <laughs> Beautiful, Ricky. No, I, I, I love I the bit of that. I, I've asked, the, you know, obviously, um, it'll be around, you know, heading towards like 50 shows. And I asked the, you know, that, that question a lot. But I love the component of there as far as like the kind of like the emanation or the transference of, of, of energy in your description of it. Um, definitely 
uh, a, a lot to think about. I, I love that description. What about uh, what about you, Joe? What, what what's art? Oh man, that's a it's a big question. Uh, I'm I'm kind of you know uh, it's a, it's a little bit hard right after Ricky just went into that beautiful description, but um, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of pressure here. No, um, but yeah. So I think you know what art is is like. I think it's something that's everywhere. Literally, like you know, as as a guitarist and a musician, um, you know, you start to kind of see the world in a different way. You know, after you pick up music and stuff like that, and it's kind of like I see the patterns of art everywhere. You know, now that I understand music, it's like, it, it, you know, it's like you'll see the grain, you know, the wood grain on a table or something like that, and you'll see like that's art too. It's like you know, art is everywhere. I think it's you know, that's the beauty of it. I, that's all I really have to say is that like you know, I see art everywhere. You know, living, breathing things, everything, man. Yeah, thanks. Th thanks so much. And I love the I love the all the perspectives. Um, Hawk. Hey, yeah. Um, uh, to me, art, art is just like art is the only thing that separates human beings from animals. I mean, I know we are animals, but art's the only thing that separates human beings from like monkeys and dogs and stuff. You know, it's like art is art is the only way for people to really have an outlet and show how they feel without language, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's that's really all it is for me. I mean, I think art is a it's just a way to put emotions into objects, into paintings, into sound, you know? Yeah. Just express one's inner self throughout many different ways. Absolutely. Uh, Josh. Uh, yeah. So like my, my opinion on art is like, just like how music it like, it's very close to like paint and like, it all could be, it's so crazy that like colors could express an image, an idea and sound waves could make you feel something that to me is just amazing. Mm. How, like, if you put it into an image or even an abstract, you get something out of it. It becomes personal. It becomes something. It's, it's like talking to somebody that you've never met, but they know everything about you. You know, that's how I feel like art is. It's deeper than we think, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I like the, um, I, I like the, some to mention there, the kind of the physical elements of, of, of sound. My, my boy, Aiden, who, who's, uh, he's 17. And he plays he plays the guitar primarily. He's into a lot of music, but we we've when we you know we go to live shows, he'd always notice um, you know. And I listen to a lot of I listen to a lot of styles of music, but I listen to a lot of metal live. And uh, he was always noticing I was very much into the kind of primal sounds of like the drumming, almost like journeying drumming, that could be in some uh, kind of long extended metal riffs. And it was just. He just pointed out to me something I hadn't thought about is kind of like how that physically resonates with your body, right? In the audience, how it physically uh, impacts yeah. you where, you know, my tendency is going to be more towards the intellectualization or concept. But he said, just feel like you're just feeling it running through you. And it was it pointed out for me. I learned a lot from that. Yeah, that's definitely one of the most beautiful things about art, Ken, is like, you know, it, it can, you know, transcend and do something so much more differently, you know, than many other things in this world. It's like it kind of like just energizes your spirit, man. Like I remember some of, the, you know, our favorite bands, you know, when we got to see them live, it was just like, 
you know, you feel like you're in a movie or something, you know, when you're watching like your favorite groups up there and, you know, the music is just hitting you, man. It just becomes like this, you know, extraterrestrial thing or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, and on on that uh, on that too, um I was I was wondering uh, on music, you know, I talked to a lot of music guests and uh in in talking to Joe before I, I mentioned I like to have music guests cuz we have the, you know, the song like that you have in the performance aspect. But of course, a big piece of music that has been like a a, a huge radical and in in many times difficult change is you know with there not being live music at least in the way that we've enjoyed it over time do do you and i'll ask each one of you i'll start with hawk um what what are your thoughts on kind of like the role of music now and the and and and, and its connection to live music uh you know during a pandemic uh, just kind of open-ended what you know what do you what do you feel is going on well, I mean, I I totally took I took the live, I think a lot of us did take live music for granted because now that it's gone, it's like, damn, you know, I want to go to a show and like, you'd be surprised. I am a uh, I'm a huge dubstep fan, <laughs> so I go to yeah yeah I go to lots of dubstep shows and like that's like what I did for fun, you know, I just always go to dubstep shows. I've actually uh, uh, it's embarrassing to say, but I've never been to a rock show. I've only been to dubstep shows. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, so I mean, yeah, just like music during this pandemic is the only thing. Like, I go out a lot. I hang out with a lot of people, and like, music's the only thing that like brings everyone together. It's like we're all just sitting there at the beach, and it's like quiet. Like, it is such a different feeling than if like a song we all know and love is playing. You know, like it brings us all together. Everyone's singing together. Everyone's dancing. It just. It creates connection, creates a bond between people, you know, music does. Everyone feels the same emotion, you know, whatever song is playing, everyone can feel that emotion together at the same time. Yeah, the community aspect of it, too, and it's interesting that I found myself, and just to, 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 just to mention this, um, the last show I went into, and I mentioned on one other episode, was with a band called uh, Coyote, which is this great blues soul doom metal, I would say. And her name was Sarah Bilt, the the lead singer. She also sings in a soul review. She was on a podcast. She I saw her open for the band Blackwater Holy Light. And I'm going to end up getting Blackwater Holy Light, the band, uh uh within the next few episodes so i'm actually will be able to get a couple the deliberately get two bands the last two bands that i saw prior to the pandemic um and i think it'll be interesting to have done that and 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 to get you know to get further into that because i remember that show for me in particular so much because i love live shows i love metal shows and it just sticks in my head because i know that's the last one uh that that i saw now let me let me just tweak the question a little bit and and just open up um uh open it up for uh for Rick um if i tweak the question like this i i seen video and performance video you've done some uh, big shows uh Hawkins has and uh you know it's clear to me both in your energy and your enjoyment of you know the, the, the live performances I see it 
um, that's that seems to be a big part of the band. Um, uh, heck, Rick, can you talk a little bit about adjusting to, you know, you get a single out now and just thinking about live music again? Yeah, you know, um, I think that given everything that's going on, I think that people are learning to, like Hawk said, learning to appreciate music way more because it's not it's not everywhere. You know, you can't just walk down the street necessarily as you would, you know, in Times Square and just, you know, suddenly hear music because there's no one there to hear it. Um, so, I, I mean, when we came out with the record now, we did not expect that it would get so viral so quick and that people would attach to it. But I think that's what... what it speaks volumes for just making music that resonates with people. Like you said, like both you and your daughter like it. So that's two different age groups, two different lives, two different generations, but you can both appreciate one, like one song because there's, there's a melody in there that, that really gets you. And I, I think like for a long time, Ken, like I, I just feel that music has been just in a really bad state where it's become overly computerized and that people are now swapping out like talent for you know looks and just like the, and it goes back to this like early on in the recording process in in American recordings and in the UK they you know they use tape and tape costs money so when you came in there if you couldn't get the vocal take or the guitar take the drum take in one riff you you know one time you were out because you're costing the studio money but because everything is digital now, we have a little bit more time and we can digitalize everything to the point where you don't even need to get to take right. We can use whatever you have. So less less quality has been put in there. And I think people are really getting cheated from from like everything just being constantly rebooted and rebooted. They're doing the same thing with movies. They're doing the same thing. And, you know, with maybe not with art as much, but more so in music, for sure. You just hear that's what looping is. That's what bringing all the sure. old stuff back and just putting a different spin on it. And I think that's where our band comes in. I think that's what, like, live, in terms of, like, our live energy, when you put Hawk in a room, when you put Joshua, Joseph, and myself, something is unique is going on that's organic. And I think that is what people are picking up on our band versus the, the computerized version of what they're hearing now. Yeah, and I could I could hear the the energy even the I mean there's always this thing about a, a studio, uh, you know every when you get into production and studio I mean some things sound more energetic they have more vibrancy to it it's just kind of the the way that it is and I think that comes through uh, in the song so you know maybe a sense of you're trying to capture some of that. Um, no, but seeing us industry. seeing us live is a whole other ballgame than hearing mm -hmm. us on a studio. Our live performances are we like focus hard on energy and going just going crazy and Joe ripping it up. All of us dance, all of us go strong, you know. So come see us live at some point, and you'll be like, "Wow, that's definitely not a studio recording." <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and did you 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 played even you know like the Mohegan Sun, right? The large yeah, yeah large large venue. Um, out there out east and uh yeah yeah i know i know uh i know eventually uh i know eventually i'll be able to to uh to see you live now one of the one of the uh, big questions again um and and i wanted to ask and i know you've each one of you in your way if 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 pointed to your thinking on this but i, I wanted to ask deliberately uh, before going into the big, why is there something rather than nothing question about why 
why each of you set out to create. And uh, I'm going to start with Hawk on that one. The question is, why why do you create? Just in the sense of, do you feel uh, compelled that you have to, you have no choice? Or, you know, like a larger purpose around creation? Oh, I just create because I'm bored, man. No, I'm yeah. kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> That's uh, fine. Like, no, I mean, the creating is like, I've just always had a, I just always like have had to create, you know, even before music, I was always like drawing in class. I was an awful student. I should start with that. I went to a, I had to do an extra year of high school because I just was never, I was just never like paying attention, just drawing, doing origami. I learned how to juggle, you know, just like random stuff all the time. Yeah, just yeah. Creative. I think it's what. And like being, I mean, skateboarding my whole life. Skateboarding is a form, is an art form, you know. Each, each like, each person skates differently. Yeah. It does different kinds of tr- tricks and stuff. So it was like, creating is just is. I think it's what makes life fun for me, man. So yeah, I definitely, I definitely feel compelled to create. There's nothing I, there's nothing else I want to do. Like, what do you, what are you doing if you're not like creating something? You know, you're just like yeah. you're just strolling through life until until you die. Like that's pretty whack. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. like, I want to leave my mark. You know. Before, before life is over, like the only thing that stays are the things that you create. Um, absolutely, absolutely, uh, huge, huge, and even your first answer, you know, like you know, it's it's something that yeah, do. there's it's, some truth to that. It's 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 it's, it's, it's com- completely <laughs> completely legitimate. How about you, Rick? Uh, why do you create? You, you know, um, I more so because I need to. I think that there's there's some kind of rush that I get, you know, from just starting with nothing. And then figuring out what it's going to look like in the end, you know that that's really for me is that there's there's just a huge rush in that. Yeah, uh, Josh. Yeah, so like I've never done any drugs. I know you hear a rock band, <laughs> and uh, I would have to say the best high is creating a song out of nothing, out of the blue, channeling each other's energy. There's a connection there. Sometimes even alone, you know, like if I'm writing something alone, just the, the rush of the pure rush of just creating something. It, I'm just been, I've been hooked on it ever since. Josh is right, because I have done drugs and it's still a better high. <laughs> 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 he's right. He's right. It's, it's still it's still uh, an incredible high, no matter what. Uh, in, in, in Joe. Uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um... I think, you know, without creation, a lot of us musicians would probably be insane. Um, you know, it's like, uh, you know, it's it's this relief, man. I can't tell you. It's like you get all this energy in your mind. You hear a sound, you hear this, you hear that, and it's got to come out. You know, I'll have music, like, literally wake me up out of sleep, man. You know, I'll have these dreams and stuff like that where I'll hear a song, I'll hear a riff, I'll hear a lick, I'll hear a scale, and, you know, I'll hear it in my sleep. I'll wake up and I'll have to jump to my guitar, whether it's like, you know, three, two in the morning, whatever. And I'll jump to my guitar and start playing it, you know, record that and then go right back to sleep. It's like creation is just like a part of my daily life now. And it's just like without it, I have no clue what I would be doing. Seriously, it's just one of the most beautiful things. Like Ricky said, you know, creating something from nothing you know it didn't exist like for example this song lights off that we made it did not exist in the world before we all came together and made it you know you know made the tune it's like you know especially with all our roles in the band too you know you have a hawk killing the vocals rick killing the bass you know josh doing an amazing job on drums you know and you know me adding my guitar elements all of that man is just the most beautiful thing to, when once you get us together and we're all creating in our in our own unique way 
it becomes something entirely different. And that's a really beautiful part of art and creation, man. Yeah, I, 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 I appreciate your, your comments and each of your comments around that. I think, you know, just actively now, you know, within in the midst of this interview, realizing that, you know, it's 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 great to hear the different components of some of these, you know, questions about creating, about creating art and to hear the different angles from, you know, from 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 the band. And it all comes out, you know, with the with the same song. Right. It comes out with the same, you know, a result. And as far as the 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 big question here is why is there something rather than nothing? I mean, you've heard the podcast, and uh, you know, I know Joe in your answer, you just you know alluded to to that. Um, but I, I want to give you each the opportunity, just kind of to kick around the big question as well is why is there something rather than nothing? And I'll start with uh, Ricky. Um. Ken, I've noticed that you've always given me all the big philosophical questions. Ricky, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're the right guy for that. So. Yeah, I, just, <laughs> I, don't, it's not, I don't know, but Hawk gets to talk about skateboarding, EDM, dubstep. I get like, why is there death? Why is there... <laughs> why is there... Hey, let, let's try it. Hey, Ricky, why is there evil in the world? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, if I had to answer this, um, I, one of the things I love about your podcast, Ken, is because it is, uh, you know, it, it is a philosophical question. And if I'm not mistaken, that comes from the philosopher um, Gottfried uh, Leibniz. Uh, right. right. Leibniz, yeah. Le Leibniz, yes. Um, See, Ken, you're, you're on the right track when asking Ricky this one. I told you, man. Okay. <laughs> All right. So... Um, essentially, it, it deals with the nature of reality, you know, and we know that we exist because we we're, we're self-aware, right? So we're in reality. So we're in something. So therefore, something is there rather than nothing, nothing being nothingness, no, no, you know, no universe. We know that through the Vilenkin theory that any universe that exists has to come in ex nihilo out of nothing. So our universe has come out of nothing. Um, now, why is that? I think it's because there's a, some type of contingent factor on the universe coming into play. And I think that it, it's, it's evidence that one can rationalize and say that, well, there's a causative agent that willed it to be so, right? Which would be evidence for God. Um, there being something. Now, on an atheistic worldview where, there, where that doesn't exist, you know, that's just a, it's just really a cosmic accident that just sort of happened and stormed together. So really, depending on one's world, worldview, you have those kind of like two sort of options to look at well and 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 thanks ricky you see and then I'll, I'll say for the rest of the guys too hey i i mean he the great answer there's a reason why we're asking you straight off the beginning so. uh, i'm ricky frank welcome to my ted talk yeah. <laughs> uh, joe joe why is there why is there something rather than nothing i don't know man i like playing guitar <laughs> no no um I, I would say you know again you know, like you said i kind of alluded to it before but like you know for me you know music is is something that gives me that feeling of like why is there something rather than nothing because i feel like us as humans man you know everyone has to have something and whatever that something is, is that thing that makes you tick and makes you go on, whether you're an artist, whether you're, you know, whether you, you know, paint, whether you do this or that, you know, there's always, ha there always has to be something to us, you know, individually that kind of makes us tick. And for me and the guys, it's always, you know, 
whether it's, you know, Hawk skateboarding and doing music and this and that, there's always something, man. And I, and I think for us, it's just like, once you get us together, dude, and we're playing music, there, it, it's like that harmonious feeling where it does feel like there's something there. You know, it's like, it gives you that purpose, man, you know? Yeah. Thanks. I, 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 I and I, man, I, I appreciate that answer as well. What, what about you, uh, Josh? Uh, something, why is there something rather than nothing? So I'm not going to give an answer like Rick did. That was uh, phenomenal. <laughs> uh, but my perspective would probably be that we are all nothing until we find that something, until we find that purpose. You know, yeah. it could be music. It could be cooking. It could be, you know, a, a mother raising her children. She gets something out of it. You know, you, you create mm. that purpose for yourself yeah. to to become something uh, versus out of nothing into no existence. You know, you give yourself a, a the uh, like an a, a like a moment to become something greater than you than you normally would be you know yeah because you imagine like what it would be like you know living in general without like that certain thing in your life that you do you know what i mean it would be really really difficult you know like for us for example a band without music you know what would that be like you know it's just a very <laughs> big thing you know we'll just have a, like a rock dog without a bone yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i um and 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 Hawk. Ultimately, why is there something rather than nothing? Uh, to be honest, Ken, I have no idea what that question means. <laughs> hey, you know what? You know what the thing is. You know what the thing is around this question too, and it's it's fun. And I, I'm, I'm I'm glad you you mentioned that, Hawk. I mean, the one of the things is um, if you look in the Buddhist tradition, there's certain questions like basically when you ask the questions, it's like. Don't bother asking. So it's like, where did the universe come in? Where there's something rather than nothing? You know, like there's okay, questions that they, they say right off the bat, at least within Buddhist philosophy, they're saying, look, there isn't a, there is there isn't an answer we'll be able to show. So not that the question isn't important, but it's one of the unanswerables, you know? Oh, okay. um, I like that. Yeah. And so like there's there's aspects of this. And, and a matter of fact, on this very question, uh, you know, just just for discussion's sake, uh, the I, I was listening or reading a book by a you know scientist, astrophysicist, because scientists will also approach this question of like, all right, why is why is there anything? Like, why do we observe anything? Why do we study anything? And the scientists say that the question is posed wrong. The question actually should be, how is there something rather than nothing, rather yeah. than the why? And uh, so I think, you know, like, I don't think like on this question and it's a, it's a fun one to kick around. There's a great tradition of being like, nah, I don't need to answer that. Or I'm not even sure if that's the right question or, you know, so yeah, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty open-ended and, and I use it as a good prompt and, um, I really appreciate uh, all the all, all your thoughts, like all all of you. I mean, some great responses. Um, what I wanted to do here at the end, and I'll just kind of like open it, just completely open it up. Uh, a big piece of this is, you know, obviously listeners were able to hear, um, uh, lights off, uh, a new single, um, available on 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 uh, Spotify uh, primarily. Uh, but I'll let you guys talk about. Um, just ways for listeners to be able to connect with your music, can, whether it's you as individuals, whether it's the the band as a whole. I just want to make sure the listeners know how to connect with you and and, and to get some of your stuff. Um, 
Well, uh, well, first, a Lights Off is available on all streaming platforms. It doesn't have to be Spotify. Yeah. But yeah, on all, on all social medias, we are Hawkins the Band. Right, right, Joe? Did we fix that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, on all social medias, we are Hawkins the Band. But we go by Hawkins. Sure. So you could reach us on that anywhere if you want to hear some music. You go, you, um, wait, Joe, are we Hawkins or Hawkins the Band on Spotify? Are we going to change it? Uh, you no, know, we should still be Hawkins on Spotify, yeah. Okay, yeah, we're Hawkins. Our symbol is a is a little robot that I drew with a balloon, and he painted his heart on. So that's our symbol. So if you that, see that, that, that painting was super. <laughs> uh, cool. I'm glad you like that, it. That's actually a that's actually a Hawk's tattoo. It comes yeah. from the yeah. tattoo that Hawk has. Incredible. Yeah, when I was uh, uh, I had I had some issues growing up, and I was in rehab at one point, and they told me to draw my depression. And when I was a kid, I was always like, I always felt like I was like, I just wanted to fit in. And I just wanted to like, I felt like I wasn't human, you know, I just felt like I was so different from everyone else. Sure. And so that's, that was kind of like my way. I was like, I drew the robot because that's like what I felt like. And he painted his heart on us. He just wanted to be human. And I added the balloon because like, just to symbolize like that it was like a child. And uh, I got it tattooed and now it's our band symbol. So that's pretty cool. Thanks, guys. It's, uh, yeah, I it's, it's, never knew that. <laughs> yeah. So we can look look for that as well. Um, the rest of the guys, uh, any anything you want to throw out there and make sure some strings for people to grab on? Yeah, um, I think that, you know, with our music band, the, the number one thing we try to do is, you know, we're we're a band for a reason. And we're here you know, to make music that people in this world have never heard anything like before. So, you know, if, if you want to catch our music, everything we, you know, catch our music online, everything we're going to be releasing, you know, in the coming months and everything, it's all going to be stuff that, you know, we want people to like have this immense, you know, feeling and emotion towards it's built for that person. Yeah. You know, if you feel lost, if you feel hurt, if you feel, you know, like you're not good enough, this or that, or, or, or you feel happy or you feel sad or this, we want to cover everything, man. So we're going to give you a lot of different vibes with our upcoming music, dance music, yeah. this, that, you know, we're going to touch on everything. So, you know, keep, keep a lookout for it. It's going to be really tremendous stuff. You know, it's going to be different than what you're hearing, man. You know, it's a very unconventional path, but, you know, I think that, you know, that's what we're here for. That's what, you know, we, we feel like on the radio and the music that they've been releasing these days, it's just not good enough. You know, we we, ha- we have a different, you know, a different view on it. It's just not good enough. And we're here to kind of make stuff that's really going to connect with people, but also just, you know, be for everything, every kind of mood, every kind of environment, you know. Besides Joe- the dubstep that's coming out, dubstep never dies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I can definitely hear a need for it, Ken, because maybe you might have been in conversations like this or I've heard people say this, but you, you might people say like, man, you know, like what's up with music nowadays or, you know, how come like what, they I think that there, people are longing for something musically, but no one really brings it up because like they don't want you to know that you can get something better. I mean, honestly, like some of our friends are way better musicians that, you know, that I'll hear you were like, I know better rappers that are out today that can outwrap people that are filling arenas, you know? Right. There, there, there's people that we all know that are better artists. So I think people all naturally want something that is better. You know, they just don't, they just don't know where to, where to find it. Um, and I think when it comes to us, it's like, we're super engaging. So if you want to message us in our social media, talk to us, like we're, we're there all the time. We will, talk yeah, we will you. always answer any, any fan, anyone that wants to talk, argue, give us some hate. I love it. 
Give it. Give it to us. <laughs> hate on us. <laughs> hate on us. I, uh, but, no, Joe, but Joe's right. I want to emphasize that a little more. Joe's right yeah. that not all of our songs are going to sound like Lights Off. And that not all of our songs are going to be happy. Not all our songs are going to be sad. We're going to, we're going to put out some blues stuff. We're going to put out some harder rock songs, some more pop songs, maybe some, some laid-back piano songs. You know, We're going to touch on everything because these guys, these three guys that I'm working with are extremely talented. And uh, there's millions of people that can play instruments, but there's not many people that could write good songs. You know, And I think all four of us have that ability. And so we're gonna we want to touch on everything because we have so many influences and I like I like so many genres of music I like everything so why stick to one thing I know like exactly, people yeah. I know record companies want bands to do that and stuff but dare I say like fuck them you know I want to make everything <laughs> I want to yeah, make whatever I want you know absolutely I think like you know especially with the age we're in man you know uh, you know you know, back in like the early 2000s, you had to only do pop or you're, you're the only the pop R&B yeah. guy or you're only this, or you're only that. They would corner now, you in into, the, a, into a genre. Yeah, now you're, now we're in like the age where, you know, everything. Everybody's listening you know, to everything. Everyone is listening to everything. It's, and you'll find like influence of everything, you know, within pop, within, you know, this, within that, you know. So, so you know, we grew up listening to everything. So, you know, we want to, you know, you know what not a better time to just like take everything we've been listening to and you know touch upon it like hawk said we we love happy music we love sad music we love singer songwriter songs we love dance tunes so yep. you know we want to be an artist that is able to you know kind of incorporate all of the elements we love and yeah. everything the people love and kind of give someone you know give the people something new something different in a way no one has ever done it before i feel like we live in an era of the new golden age of music where like the independent artists can be king. Mm. You know, you could literally work in your bedroom, create up a song and it could actually get on the radio. Yeah. And, yeah you know, it could blow up on Spotify or on different like uh, medias and you could reach so many people like you couldn't do back in like Ricky was saying with tape and all of that. You know, you had to go through uh, distribution companies. Now you could do it all through your computer. You know, it's just we live in such an amazing age where everybody's listening to everything. So I feel like, the, 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 like you know, where people are gra going to gravitate towards is a band that actually makes more than just one thing. You know, they're, they're not just, they, they're, they're just creating. You know, yeah, like the Beatles have actually sound, did yeah. that. Yeah, like if you, every album from the Beatles are all different. You know, the White Album is a collection of everything. Yeah. It, yeah. You know, you can't pin that album to any, to any genre. So I feel like we are currently at that that place where we could actually do that and probably get away with it. And one thing I'd like to add also is that there's um, there's something different with our music that that I should specify is that it's very organic. You know, there's like like for example, like no record label like put us together and like like you know created us. We we just naturally met each other and this is just a natural like this is the way we naturally approach music. We just naturally from... ended up being three brothers and grew up together. <laughs> <laughs> we all naturally had a natural birth, you know. Yeah. Oh wait, Ken, yeah, I, don't exactly. know this, uh, I don't know if this is a G-rated podcast. If you just no, throw this, this, in my this, this, uh, this, this, I always listed as uh, explicit. Always, oh, <laughs> because it's oh, so, like, okay. like right, you can look up and down guys. the ranks. 
it, 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 it's 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 in it's inevitable. Then um, I would have been and, way more vile. No, I'm kidding. No, no, no. It, well, that's that's part of my thing at the beginning of the podcast. Like, if I mention that it's a free for all, it might be, um, it might be a free for all. But um, yeah, I uh, I got I got to tell you um. Just a little bit, um, just in general, um, with the podcast, I I, I appreciate your time, um, and in and basically the the whole group. I, I imagine you know for your side, it's a little bit intimidating. For me, it's you know it is is a great flow. It's a great new experience for me. And interestingly enough, you know I had mentioned uh, a couple. I'm heading towards 50 episodes, and um, a couple bands, uh, metal bands, uh, Blackwater, Holy Light. Uh, the band will be on here, so that'll happen. And then also um, uh, a band, uh, Dirty Princess, which is one of the uh, band members of Blackwater Holy Light, will will also be on. So it's kind of cool um, to kind of like to have this eclectic uh, connection, but also uh, you'll probably hear two or three uh, episodes in a row that are you know music band uh, focused. And uh, well, thanks. Cool. Thanks, Hawkins. Uh, thanks, thanks for kicking hey, that off. Um, hey, hey Hawkins, uh, not, not to interrupt you before before we end the show. I know we never got a chance to ask you what did you think of the song. Um, I I thought the song was I thought the song was uh, fantastic. I thought like one of the things I mentioned about the production about the um, production it for me when I first listened to it. And I don't know what this is. You 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 guys are the expert on this, but. Um, it had that like live, like that live feel, like the energy that you talk about that you put into it is like right there. Um, the guitar was totally crisp, like the instruments. Were, I mean, it's it's a great song, and it it's it's got it's got a hook, right? So that I think that's why you got um, like that initial interest. If people are exposed to it and they hear it, it's it's just a it's just a good, it's just a great song. It's got a great vibe to it, and. Um, uh yeah, I think that's what people are picking up on. And thank you, Ken. Yeah, awesome. thank you. I'm glad you like it. And I hear all the different styles that you go you got going on. I like that. You know, myself. You know, I grew up. I'm old enough where I grew up listening to rap. Right, like so. I'm 10 years old, and like rap is just coming around. I grew up outside of Providence, of Rhode Island, and that's. All I listen to, and then you know, in high school, then it's like industrial metal, then classics. You know, you end up going back in time to some of the classics much later, because you know, when you're younger, it's like, you know, rap had this element of being transgressive, and you know, obviously industrial and metal. So, um, yeah. I definitely love the the mix of music, the mix of styles, and I'm very interested to see what what you guys can can you know can can do. To, to bring those elements in because is uh, the little amount that I've heard, but in combination with talking to you, I can hear how that stuff is, is, is going to, is going to come out. Like I can hear those threads uh, in your music and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to listen to. Awesome. Yeah. Stay tuned, man. We got some awesome songs coming that we're writing right now. All right. Um, Again, deep thanks uh, from the Something Rather Than Nothing podcast to Hawkins, uh, the band. Uh, just a, a great discussion. Um, look forward to obviously chatting with, with you guys again. And deep thanks for joining the program. And another uh, great wish 
for uh, incredible success and the attention that's been placed on your uh, new release. Oh, thank you so much. Thank man. you we, so much. That, we appreciate that, Ken. And uh, it's, it's been a pleasure to be on, man, and, and speaking with you about art and music and everything in between, dude. Yeah, great questions. Awesome questions. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, Ken, you're you're a fantastic uh, interviewer, and uh, it means the world for us, man. If you'd have us on the show, dude, and you, uh, you know, it's like not you can't really engage many people in, as intellectually as we could you. So that, you know, you were you were you're just as crazy as us almost. <laughs> I, I, I like that. That's that's probably the highest compliment I've gotten towards fifty. Just as crazy as yeah, I'm down. I'm down with that. I feel I feel I feel comfortable uh, in that, and I appreciate it so much. Uh, Hawkins band, uh, look, very much looking forward to, to talking to you all again and um, have a great day. Yeah, we'll yeah you have a great day we'll too. Right. Right. When we blow up, we're gonna we're gonna give you some money for having us all on right. the podcast. Right? Uh, <laughs> you're blowing up right now. I'll send the invoice. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> good. It's totally right now. <laughs> <laughs> have a great day. Bye you now. too, man. Bye. Have a good one, man. Thank you.